Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. All right, it's been some time, but you know what? Guess what happened? My kid is now three years old, and he has sucked all the energy and life and force from me. No, that's not true, but he has kind of sucked all the life and force and energy from this podcast, The PRC Show. So sometimes you got to think, what's more important, your child, this human being that you're raising, or a podcast that millions and millions of people listen to, that touches their lives, that helps them through their day, that helps them become a better version of themselves, a better person. And you know what? After thinking about that for three years, I thought it was my kid. I thought he was more important. But now I'm saying, you know what? No. The millions of listeners are more important. So we're going to get back to doing some shows. Now listen, this show coming up is a little different than in the past. We're going to be doing a discography history of Radiohead. It's called A Complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead with my friend Jake, another Pittsburgh ER nurse. And uh, that'll be coming up in less than three and a half minutes. But before that, let me give you some updates. Number one, I know you think you're living in a hellscape. You are. Trump is still the president. Very depressing. How different would it be with Hillary Clinton? Would it be different? Uh, Some people say it wouldn't be that much different, but listen, it would be different. It'd be a little bit better, probably. I mean, that could be a whole show. That could be a debate. We're not going to talk about that right now. It's depressing. Um, The Pirates started off hot. They were in first place. Many games over 500. Now they're too below. Oh, God. What's going on? Uh, How's your drinking, everyone? Are you drinking too much alcohol? How's your liver? Are you meditating? I tried to get into meditating. I couldn't. My my mind was spinning. I did it one day. Then it was... uh, It was fine. I thought it was maybe helpful. I almost fell asleep, which I think is bad. And then I relaxed and got into it. I did it a second day, but I didn't do it the day after because I just couldn't find the time. And we're talking five minutes. Can you find five minutes to just relax? No. Apparently I can't. Five minutes just to relax. How about two minutes? Listen, people, you got to relax. Don't be nervous. Just take a deep breath. Watch the raindrops. Watch the wind. I can't really watch the wind. I was watching the clouds yesterday with my son. There was kind of those big uh, summer thunderstormy-ish clouds. Kind of pretty. Anyways, um... This podcast is going to be a little bit different, like I said. We're going to be playing the Radiohead's albums, and the first one is an experiment, so it might not be that great, but I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, We're going to be playing some music. The music you hear right now is actually me doodling on the guitar and some instruments and stuff. And so, what else do we, what else do you guys want to talk about? Um... I've been married for 10 years. Very, very lucky. I'm very fortunate to have a wonderful bride that's beautiful. See, there you go. Mistake number one. Don't tell a woman she's beautiful. Nah, that's wrong either too. But I married her for her mind and her looks and her mm, values. Probably values. Anyways, 
very lucky to have her in my life. I see these people that are, uh, these people. See these people that are unhappy. And we all go through that. I mean, what are you going to do? Anyways, enough rambling and, uh, you know, uh, we're going to get into this Radiohead show here in a minute. Listen to some of my guitar playing for a minute. This is kind of stock boring, but this kind of part I like. All right, well, hold on to your hats because here comes a great show coming up. All right, more Radiohead shows and more PRC shows to come. A Complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead, episode 0001. On this show, we'll be going track by track through all Radiohead's official albums from Pablo Honey to a moon-shaped pool, along with the history of the band, its impact on our lives, and much, much more extemporaneous oratory. I am Paul, and this is... Hi, I'm Jake. And we are two somewhat intelligent ER nurses in Pittsburgh that are going to see Radiohead together in several weeks. So, before we get into uh, Radiohead, I just wanted to ask you, do you know what the word extemporaneous means? Never heard it. Extemporaneous. That means uh, what we're going to be doing a lot on this show. It's uh, kind of impromptu. You really never heard the word extemporaneous? Um... Have you heard the word impromptu? impromptu? Well, of course I've heard that. Yeah. It's um, carefully prepared, but delivered without notes or text, which is kind of like this show, although we do have some notes, but I don't think they're carefully prepared. Um, So now let's get on to our extemporaneous oratory. Before we continue, though, I want to say this, and I'm only going to say this once. This format is completely (laughs) stolen from Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott's Are You Talking You Two to Me and Are You Talking R.E.M. Re.B. Okay. Uh, before we get into Radiohead, you need to know a little bit about us. We're kind of metalheads. We're very different. We are very different people. I mean, we both are two white guys from Pittsburgh in our 30s. How old are you? I'm 31, I'm pretty sure. 31. I'm 37. So you're more of the millennial generation. So that's going to really come so through. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm more Generation X. I'm not like Vietnam War era Generation X, more the later part of that. Um, but uh, I am 37. M- my musical influences growing up were U2, Metallica, Megadeth, Pantera, Depeche Mode. I got into Led Zeppelin, Modest Mouse, Radiohead, and Nico Case kind of came later for me. Um, and then I got into like a jazz period with uh, Brad Meldow. Um, some alt country, but really the foundation of me like listening was, you know, heavy metal stuff. And with U2 and Depeche Mode to like make it seem like I'm not a metalhead, metalhead, I guess. So that's like the lens or prism through which I'm listening to Radiohead or that's my background. Um, and Jake, your musical background interest would be? So I'm pretty much uh, cut from the same cloth, if you will. Uh, however, you're you're a little bit more into the uh, singer-songwriter category. Uh, when I was a teenager, 
Uh, it was pretty much the same Metallica, Megadeth, Pantera. Um, also, I was really into uh, punk those days, uh, early AFI, early Offspring. Um, Weren't you into like hippie stuff too, like Fish? Yes, still am. Um, that's a little bit of a, that's strange though, right? You acknowledge that? I acknowledge that. I feel like, uh, <laughs> you know, they are, they can be more on the jazzy side. Yeah, okay, I guess. Um, I see that. You can kind of see where they're coming from musically. I agree it's not for everyone. Um, yeah. A lot of weirdos follow it. Uh, a lot Grilled of cheese sandwiches. White people with thing? dreads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you seen them live? Fish? Yeah. Once. Okay. And so what was what's your first memory... I'm sorry, did I interrupt anything else you want to say about your musical yeah, I have nothing. What's Weird your, Al. Okay. What's your first memory of Radiohead? My first memory of Radiohead is probably hearing something from Kid A or OK Computer. Uh, I was younger. It was about whenever they first came out. Uh, the only thing that I could think uh, as I was hearing it was, wow, this is very, very pretentious. Mm. Uh, so it kind of steered me off from that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, of course. Not the working class fish band it's just among the people no uh a lot of high pitch just kind of droning on. oh the moans we'll yeah. get to the moans I, yeah the moans going Which, in going into the studio today to, to make some moans yeah so another one of my first memories is probably playing rock band uh, i don't know if you remember that video yeah game. I, I never played it but that yeah that did they have a song on there yeah they had creep uh so oh, creep you okay. know it's pretty much Second least favorite song of all time. I think they would agree with you, which we'll get into. Which but, is fine. Yeah, they they don't like that song either. Although I think they come around and they don't hate it anymore. But that's a big issue with Radiohead. Um, so Radiohead is Tom York lead vocals, guitar, piano, keyboards. Johnny Greenwood lead guitar, keyboards, string arrangements, and then this thing called a Andes Martinet. That's like an electronic old school piano. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Not once. Okay. Johnny's bigger brother, Colin Greenwood, bass guitar. Ed O'Brien, guitars, effects, backing vocals. And Philip Selway, drums and percussion. So there's no accident this cerebral band, I guess as you say, pretentious, but you know, originated from Oxford, England, but they didn't go to Oxford. Uh, Oxford University, if you've heard of it. In England, yes. Yes. It's the first English-speaking university, often cited as the best university of the world. Um, that's where these guys are from. But they, so they were townies, um, but I think these guys didn't like the town, although they still live all around there. Um, York has been, has commented on saying like, I just remember college kids getting drunk and puking in the street and that wasn't really a thing. That's probably my favorite time of life. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I, did you ever throw up in public? I mean, you don't have to admit that, but if you did. Plenty of times. Oh, for God's sake. I've, I've always been an organized puker. I do it very with respect and dignity. No, I, I, ma- I make a show. I scream. Oh, God. Uh, water sh- runs from my eyes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, okay. So, the, one of the funny things I thought he said about Oxford was, Oxford is a place where you have a plan, then you go out and never achieve it. <laughs> you just walk around in circles. I've always been able to walk round and round Oxford for days and watch people and be perfectly happy. I used to have favorite places to sit and watch. I still do. I don't really think of that as Pittsburgh, you know. We're from Pittsburgh, by the way. No. I mean, I feel like anytime I ever hear of Oxford, the only people that ever do anything coming from Oxford just turn into Oxford professors. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's like his the town where he's from. Um, 
Oxfordshire is the county. I'm not really sure how it all works with towns and stuff. So, so he was born in 1968. This is Tom York, the principal songwriter. And that means he's 12 years older than me. And you were born in what, 88? 87. 87. So he's, whoa, that's like 19 years older than you. Yeah. He could be, he could have been your father. He could have, and I'm that, at this point I'm kind of glad he's not. I'm not sure how great musicians make as fathers, like rock stars traveling around the world and being there for, and um, so maybe it's a good thing. In Wellington, North North Northenshire, that's where he was born, with his left eye fixed shut. Did you know this? I mean, I, every picture I've seen, he's kind of had a little bit of a wonky eye. Yeah. Okay. Now he has that, and he had five surgeries before he was six years old, which sounds horrifying. He spent an entire year wearing an eye patch. The physical and emotional difficulties of his left eye issue uh, left a lasting mark. His father was a chemical engineer, so he moved a lot. He had went to new schools, new friends. He would be bullied and usually fight, and um, he would get beat up a lot. Have you? Did you ever get bullied? You don't seem you're more the bully type or I don't know. Um, I think I've been bullied once. I think I can remember one time. Uh, otherwise, you know, I never really don't think I've been a bully. I was never a bully. I used to have a face in high school that could stop a train with my acne. However, my humor and my personality shine through enough that I wasn't bullied that much. However, I was called pizza face and somebody once called me Dumbo for my big ears. Oh, you you had a face for radio. I had a face for radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did take uh, a medication called Accutane, which which had the risks of suicide. I think I talked about this before on this show, but the risks of suicide and liver failure. But my parents were like, my God, my son's so ugly. Let's get on that medication. Mm, couldn't be worse. And you know what? Uh, my complexion is pretty good now. Um, and I didn't kill myself or face liver problems, as far as I know, with the liver. That'll be your drinking. Yeah. Well, I've cut back on that because of other issues. Anyways. Um, York says, I have a sort of face that people, <laughs> I have the sort of face that people want to punch. That means I get into fights easily. His dad was a boxer and tried to teach him how to fight, but, uh, didn't really work. And he still got, um, he got beat up a lot, I guess. Those who can't fight become musicians. I guess. Um, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. He said, the only thing that affected me really badly was kids taking the piss out on me. So he learned to withdraw into himself in his own creative projects. He played Legos a lot. Uh, my son plays Legos a lot, so maybe he'll be a musician. Um, did you play Legos? No more than most children. Yeah. He was really into building stuff, taking care of his bike. His mother said he was never bored, and I love this fact of him saying this. I hate people that say they're bored. I don't hate them, but boredom is... Um, there's so much stuff to go on going on to be bored is insane anyways there's so many radiohead podcasts we have to make you know um when tom was eight he wanted to be brian may from queen you what do you think of queen they are um a band that i liked uh whenever i was a little bit younger and they just totally I, got played out for me oh for sure and i bet you now i don't know if it's like you but so brian may was the guitarist for queen and uh, the album that really made an impact on Tom's life was A Night at the Opera, which you'll be familiar with the song Bohemian Rhapsody. My first recollection of that song, I wonder if it's the same for you, is in the movie from 1992. Come on. Uh, Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I think that's the first time I heard that song. And yeah. I was like, what is this? Because it wasn't... With the drunk guy in the backseat. Yeah. And yeah. it's like this 
all these moving parts and slow and fast and it's you know very operatic so that really hooked him on uh becoming a rock star um at the age of 11 he wrote a song called mushroom cloud about how an atomic bomb looked uh that is very dark i think that's kind of cool for an 11 year old too that that's i think that's a good sign really um and the Cold War was like a real thing at the time. Do you rem- for me, I remember when the Berlin Wall, not when it fell, but like things were changing. Um, people older than me remember like the the nuclear war was like a real possibility. You probably don't have any of those recollections as a millennial, do you? Mm, I was probably one whenever the wall came down, I think. <laughs> so I think we're getting back to that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. So we're getting to that. So these guys all go to Abington School, a public single sex school. It's. It sounds like it's a. When I'm when I learn about it, I'm reading. It seems like a private school, but I guess England just has better public schools there. It was created in 1256. They went five days a week from 8:30 to five, and then even on Saturday. But poor Tom continued to get bullied. He had a nickname called Salamander. I think that's actually a pretty cool name. I think it's kind of cute. Um. It was a strict school, and Tom hated his headmaster. He wrote a song about him called Bishop's Robe later. Uh, th- but that's where he meets all his, uh, the, the band members. Colin, Tom, Colin's the bass player. They meet up, start playing together. They like Joy Division, post-punk stuff. And they also like dressing funny. Like, I don't think they wore dresses, but they would dress in like cat suits and just w- weird things. Then, Ed, did you ever dress funny? Yeah, big fan of costumes. Uh, like just random college. yeah just random stuff looking really? weird yeah I'm total fan like what type of costumes um we used to have lots of parties in college that were all themed uh so we'd have redneck parties we'd have uh 50s nights 90s nights uh, oh, I like this yeah one of my favorite things to do is go to um Goodwill and just uh just scrounge around for just some nasty garb to wear and uh try to look funny would you ever do it not in a group like a theme thing but you're like you know what? today's wednesday i'm gonna look funny um i mean i literally just bought a tank top that has uh cat faces on tacos in outer space so you and tom have a little bit of a yeah. uh so yours is more of a humorous thing i think tom's was more of a transgressive thing um trying to be like i'm the outlaw here no 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 pretentious um, that's pretentious that's pretentious you do want to go see Radiohead, right? Um, at at this point, after the first two albums, I'm kind of questioning okay. it. Okay. Oh, this is okay. We're gonna have. That's funny. But I know what I'm getting into. Okay. Here. Yeah. Um, okay. So then they John O'Brien joins um, Edward John O'Brien. I'm sorry, Ed. He's the other guitar player, and then the cerebral. Uh, antithesis of a rock drummer, more the calm, calm guy, not a big guy. Uh, they, they would joke call him Mad Dog. Phil Selway, the oldest member of the band, he's the drummer. So now they're Radiohead and the rest is history. Not really. So their band name is called On a Friday because that's when they usually rehearsed. Um, they play songs of Joy Division, Elvis Costello, Joe Jackson, U2, REM and U2. REM particularly is like a big uh, influence on them. Then Colin's younger brother, Johnny, would hang out a lot, but he wasn't in the band. So he would just pl- hang out and play. He even brought a keyboard and he would pretend to like be playing and just have the thing not even on so they wouldn't kick him out and kind of gir- curry favor with the band. But they were like, oh, yeah, that sounds OK. You're not making it worse. You can hang around. Then they got three saxophone players 
and they would play some shows and they got bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, some would say three saxophone players is three too many. Yeah, I think so. Um, they would basically play like church halls and such. And this is again, they're teenagers, so they're they're not in college yet. They played this. Their first show is the Jericho Tavern in 1987. J- uh, Johnny officially becomes a member of the band, um, and then they go off to college, and they're like they still kind of play on the weekends or when they're back, but they're not really playing that often. Not on Fridays anymore. Yeah, but this is the same group that eventually reconnects after college and, and they buy a house together and move in and start to make a go at it, which I find pretty remarkable because I used to be in a metal band called Collision. They were very influ- influential in Pittsburgh. Not really, but we basically haven't practiced since freshman year of college because college just destroyed the band with people going their separate ways. But these guys stayed together. Um, I only have like two or three friends from high school, really, to think about it. Yourself, you got a lot of high, uh, high school. Um, I've got about five or six good oh. friends from college so or you, from high school. So I still you talk could to, yeah. you could form a band. Um, yeah, if any of them knew how to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're they have this still common musical love, uh, REM and the Pixies. I really like the Pixies. Pixies have this. Indie rock alternative. There were eighties, early nineties, but loud dynamics, then soft. That's the what they're sort of known for with kind of good hooks. You ever into the Pixies? Uh, there's a couple songs that I like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a fan, but you know, I've I've tried. I've given it a go. Yeah, yeah they they had Doolittle, a couple albums, and they kind of just petered out. Um, but their main singer was not really a, a big stage presence, kind of an overweight, misanthrope type of guy. So I should mention um, Tom's drinking a lot. That's getting a bit annoying for some of the band members. And he's DJing and he's getting into dance music. And the guys in the band are like, this is annoying. The dance music you're playing around the house is kind of gross. Um, Or the house is gross because it's five dudes in their early 20s living together. So, but the band gets better. Um, Most of the music is written by Tom. His onstage demeanor and the three loud guitars sound starts to get noticed. They get a buzz. They get signed. They make a demo. They have this song, Stop Whispering, that we'll talk about. Um, it's the song that gets the most traction. And as they're doing this, Nirvana's Nevermind comes out, changes the musical landscape. Thoughts on that album is it's exceptional, right? Uh, yeah, and you can't have a naked baby on a cover anymore. What? Is I mean, that... Is that, yeah, I don't think I can think of any. Well, I thought it was the, the baby was going after the dollar, dollar bill, right? Yeah, he's naked. Yeah, that album. That album to me is exceptional. One of the best albums of all time, obviously. And their sound is kind of like that. So they put this Radiohead demo. Well, they're still not Radiohead. Uh, they put a demo together, but then the record company's like, "You need to create a name because on a Friday is stupid." So here's a list of names. And uh, as the legend goes, they pick the name Radiohead, which is a f- name of um, a uh, Talking Heads song. So they're recording these songs and they need a hit. Uh, the record company is getting a little bit frustrated because they don't hear anything that, that can be played like on heavy rotation on the radio. So they record. They're just jamming in the studio and they start playing Creep and they say it's a uh, Tom Walker song, which is like a 1960s soul, like almost uh, Frank Sinatra, Sonny and Cher. Those are not the same type of songs, but um, big, deep voice guy. 
And uh, anyways, they think it's like a joke, but the the, re the record company loves it. And they're like, oh my God, this is the best song ever. You need to, we need to record this. This is going to be the hit. So they release it in um, the UK. It doesn't really do well. Uh, they release it in the United States. Not really doing well. But guess what country that this song, people love it. They cannot get enough. They want to hear Creep, Creep, Creep all the time. Number one song. Belgium. No, this is from a country that was created in 1948, which has caused a lot of problems. You could argue the last uh, everything going on today was is the result of this country. Well, maybe not. That's that's going to get me in trouble. Anyways, yeah. Israel. Tr tread lightly here. <laughs> tread lightly. Israel. People love it. So two state solution. How about a Radiohead solution? Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, they go to like Israel. And they're treated like rock stars, which they're not really used to that treatment at all because people are not really paying attention to them. People are, get over the top with them. They're mobbed by the press. And uh, then they start to get more attention in the United States. And they go there and they're playing. Creep's starting to get more popular. It's starting to be played on MTV a lot. It's a tour America. But at this time, just as you kind of said earlier they're getting tired of creep they yeah. kind of don't like it and they feel like it's a jukebox they're just like people just want to hear creep we want to write other yeah. songs we're done with this i remember seeing them play it live on our city hall you know what yeah I, that's a very good i, I was going to mention that because they they played that song on our hall that was the first time they played they they again played it on uh, i think conan o'brien like almost a year later and then they get back to the uk and the record company's like creeps big we're gonna re-release it and they're like oh by the way, when they first got to America, York enters into a hotel or goes to a hotel. He puts on the TV, MTV, and it's playing. And he's like, I can't, this song's, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So they're getting super popular. And uh, they're, the band is stressed out, needs a break. But, um, you know, let's listen to some of these songs. So I think this is, when I think of this album... Let's just get first impressions. It reminds me of total uh, 90s. It has a 90s feel. I'm getting a lot of nostalgia for gin blossoms. There's like Goo Goo Dolls a little bit in there. And then there's like that alternative Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana thing. But it still is different. Can I give my yeah. general yeah. thoughts on yeah, the album? Ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I kind of felt the whole way through that it was just like generic 90s soundtrack yeah um not much to it pretty vanilla i okay let's play the first song because i think you have there's something about that okay so the first song is called you and uh here it is we'll listen to a little bit of this i mean this this could be any 90s you know band yeah, but I'm just going to go out on the limb here. I'm going to say I really like this song. Really? I'm 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 a fan. I'm a fan of this opener, yeah. Yeah, I like... This song has, like, the big guitar sound. Yeah. I like the swooning lyrics, you know. And what I like about... Well, let's listen for a second. Do they come in hard? Yeah, heavy there. Nice riff there. What I also like is the, the the space with the bass, like the guitars will pull out, but then you hear all this guitar stuff going on. 
Okay, we'll turn it down. So this is the first song, and I think this is, you know, critics say this is one of their better songs. Yeah, I definitely think that it's a yeah. solid opener. So, I was kind of excited for what was about to come okay. here. Then we get... Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then we get this. We're not even going to play this. Yeah. I, here we are. This is Creep, and you know what? I'm sorry. I still like it. I like the dynamics. They say the um, that little guitar check was almost an accident, like the rifle check where he goes, that's great. Come on. You got to admit that. That's a cool part. Sure. Why don't you like this song? Well, I'm just going to... Overplayed? I'm just going to say this. It was. Uh, it's right between Bittersweet Symphony and... Uh, What's the other song? Oh, so it got played together by the Turtles that uh, I just cannot stand all three. Is it because the, the it got overplayed? Like Bittersweet Symphony, is it because you heard it too many times? I don't know what it is. It's just grating to my ears. I remember... Fair enough. I mentioned playing rock band. I remember my friend singing this song in a total falsetto the entire time. And it just kind of makes me cringe oh, listening to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's recorded great. I like the bass. I like the loud guitar. Like that, that right there. Okay. Okay. Then we have the most mm. punk rock of the songs. This. Track three. Yeah. Also love this song. Yeah. And what, what I, happened with this album? You're. This is fu funny. Um. Let's listen here. When I was listening to this album, I was in my car. I was driving. This song came on. Bobbed my head. Loving it. Yeah, I also like that this song's only two minutes and 12 seconds, too. I feel like um, it's a perfect amount of time for, like, kind of a rock, you know, yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it gets to Stop Whispering. And this is the one that, if you read about them, this is, like, the... the song that really... the record company people like that had some success. Uh... It's only two chords, and I'm surprised that it's actually five minutes and 26 seconds long. I feel like they really get a lot out of those two chords. They're doing a lot with the guitars. At the end, the guitars get amped up further. Um, I'm guessing you're not a fan. No, I actually made a little note here whenever I was listening to it. Towards the end of the song, I said, uh, please make it stop. <laughs> stop playing it? Yeah. Okay, how about, let's skip ahead, listen. Okay, wait, hold on. Cool guitar stuff going on there. Yeah. You know. It was just too little too late, I think. Yeah. If you don't like that little stop whispering melody, then it's going to be a problem for you. Okay. So, I like it. I think I think right now you're four songs in and you still have good songs. You have You, Creep, How Do You Do the Punk Song, and then Stop Whispering. I was at 50% at this point. Yeah. Then thinking about you... Huh. Okay, so thinking about you. Yeah, this sounds like a um, like a song that any Jagoff with an acoustic <laughs> could play, and will play often. It's I can see I'm gonna not defend these songs that much, but I think this is a good song. Let's give it a set listen. Okay, 
the thing I think the sequencing too is great because it's like this is now the first slow song and later on I'm gonna talk about some problems with Radiohead's maybe sequencing or slow songs but uh, I think this is good I like it then we have you no 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 we don't have you Where am I? then we go to oh this is anyone can play guitar you have to like this one I hated it Ah. Oh. So I think it's a fun song. The chorus is so sing-songy. It's it could be a pop song in my opinion, and it has a lot of just got a nice little bass drive there. It sounds so generic. I think, but no. I, and to me, saying nobody was doing this at the time is not true. But see, that's okay. So when I was listening to this, I kind of had a little crisis with myself. I was thinking, does this sound like? generic 90s music or right. do I think of generic 90s music when I hear this because of this right see okay let's put a pause on this because please you're bringing a good um, point up when people talk about the Beatles and how great the Beatles are and I have a hard time listening to the Beatles because I hear some of that jangy jingled the guitar when it's like you know and it to me it sounds like a parody of 60s music right and so i only really like the later beatles stuff that isn't as played and is a little more complex um and uh a little more rocking i guess or even the slower stuff but it just is more unique and so i can't really appreciate that early beatles stuff so i think that's kind of what you're doing with this radiohead stuff yeah i think that's definitely a problem for me i uh it's just like sounds compare so this compare this to like Montley Crue and Cinderella Ugh. and stuff like that. Like this is this is still 93. So grunge isn't totally full. I mean, I guess grunge or whatever is still is maybe not at its peak, but it's kind of taken over. But it's Nirvana. Stone Temple Pilots isn't even out yet. And then uh, Soundgarden. But they're not even huge yet. No, so. no, no. OK, I like uh, listen to this. I don't know. I think that anyone can play guitar. Chorus is great, but I'll spare you it. Okay. And I think the guitar playing is great, too. This chorus, listen to this. Yeah, this is... It's a catch. This is like gin blossoms. You know what? My wife said that today. I was saying, what does this sound like? And she's like, it sounds like the gin blossoms. Yeah. So that's a fair point. Okay. You know, I'm very excited... I'm very excited for the out there music that they're oh. they're 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 going to put out after this. Yeah. So this next one, Ripcord. The back half of this album to me sounds like uh, Gin Blossoms, Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, my wife even said like a little poppy, but it still has that edge guitar. So this is Ripcord. I like his his vocal stretch here a little bit. No, later on. Thoughts on Ripcord? Uh, it just starts sounding the same to you? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think Ripcord's okay. Not my favorite. And then we're kind of in the same clean guitar. This is Vegetable. Yeah. 
is vegetable a vegetable for you? <laughs> a lifeless song? Uh, it is a big old kumquat. It, it, it gets kind of heavy, though, in the middle there, and not yeah. not good enough. Okay. No, they've they've pretty much lost me at this point. Okay. Yeah. Do they just start sounding the same? Yeah. Okay, then you have... I'm just not having fun. Uh, I'm thinking that there are so many better things I could be doing with my time. You have Prove Yourself next. kind of similar to vegetable but then it has this droning thing going on coming up here we go coming around no yeah. what's wrong I'm, I'm sorry I, I I you know I'm giving it a shot what if this let off the album what do you think differently I wonder um No, I mean, it's just one of those things that just doesn't catch me. Yeah. Okay. I can accept that. Okay, I can. A little bit of a different beginning. Thoughts on I can't. This, to me, sounds like uh, some of their later stuff, like they're doing a little more experimentation with sound. But then it just goes back into like... Yeah, it's like... This so, this is the most Goo Goo Dolls song to me. Yeah, which is a horrible thing to say about any band. <laughs> um, it's almost like they're trying. Like, they want to be weird, but they're just constrained. So they can only just let it out in these little blips. This is Goo Goo Dolls right here. Listen to this. You know. Yeah. It's like... But what I would say is, like, it's surprising this album wasn't a bigger hit because... Okay, it's not, they're not the Goo Goo Dolls, but it sounds like the Goo Goo Dolls or those bands. And I think they do a version of that that's better than some of that other stuff we, we've mentioned. Like, I think they're solid songs. They're not like worse versions of those things. And they could have gone in this direction, with the, which a lot of bands did, and then stopped, like, then fell off the earth. Soul Asylum, Gin Blossoms, Goo Goo Dolls, like that. Whatever that uh, Matchbox Twenty, I guess they were a little lighter. Um, yeah, just bad. Yeah. There is one more song that you should like. Actually, I can't believe you made me think about the Goo Goo Dolls again. <laughs> like, what are they? They're playing on the radio all the time still. Okay, this is Lurgy, kind of just a songs about depression or something. I don't even remember this song. Okay, and then we'll finish it up with the last one. Okay, this one's good. This song kind of brought me back into it. Yes. I, I made a little note of that. Love this intro. Um, kind of enjoying it again. It's different. Yes. Let's... It's, just, it's just not the same power chords over power chords over power chords. It's, a it's like a bossa nova jazz thing going on. Yeah. And actually, it reminds me of one of my favorite songs by them called Weird Fishes, which I looked on the internet. Nobody made this comparison. But in a later album, they do a song called Weird Fishes, which is more like this the whole time. This song then gets a little more traditional at the end, but they actually reference Blowout is a song that they're really proud of. Good. And They they should be. Yeah, and they wanted it to be more of a hit and promote it. They were like, we, why can't Blowout be like a song that's promoted? And they're like, the record company, I guess, was just, nah. Well, I think, that that's, I think that that's kind of indicative of this whole album where... 
I think that they wanted to be something completely different than, um, you know, what it became. What which song did you say was the one that the uh, record executives really caught their ear? Creep. No, no, no. Oh, no. stop whispering. Stop yeah, whispering. Yeah, yeah. Stop whispering. I, I mean, I think that. I think that that's probably what the public wanted yeah. at the time, but not what the band itself wanted. And um, so there's a couple songs on this album where I can kind of respect the fact that they're they're trying something different, uh, veering away from that just boring. So listen to this goo-goo now. Doll this is garbage. like so. This is more standard. I guess I like the standard stuff because I still find the guitar work, the sound interesting and kind of like dirty and not just power chords in a way that you hear with a lot of the grunge stuff, but there's a little bit more of a sonic interesting sound to it whenever they're doing even the generic rock grunge stuff. Well, I I think with I think with at least the grunge stuff, like the Nirvana, your your Pearl Jam, your Soundgarden, all that, you can tell that there's attitude. This it's just like they're just limp. They are just not fair. I, you got to strike that from the record. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm going to I'm going to say what I mean. So, by the end of this album, they're like worn You got to remember this is a lot of also on a Friday music. So, it's stuff that they've been working on since they were teenagers and they kind of putting it together. Um but the band is like really stressed out and they need a break and like I felt after this album. Yeah. Uh, I think as, on a whole, I was surprised at how much I like this album and how much it reminded me of the 90s. I think because also I really like that genre of music, but I can't listen to it anymore because I've worn out my Soundgarden, my Pearl Jam, my Nirvana. So these are like this is like new stuff that I can now I'm like, oh, it's like fresh. So that's why I kind of liked it. And I also appreciate some of the guitar work and um, uh, the singing, too. I think his voice was is pretty cool on this album. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we got three songs that I like on that album. And so your favorite... Uh, let's say like three and a half songs that I like on that album. So what? Pablo, Honey, You, and How Do You Do? Um, and then Blow Out. And Blow Out. Um, I think on the uh, Radiohead pretentiousness scale, I think I'm going to give it like a, I mean, a negative two. Well, Pablo Honey's not a song. Um, no, that's the name of the yeah, album. You, you, how do you do Blowout? I think there was a little part in maybe thinking about you towards yeah. the end. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention is the, the title of the album, Pablo Honey. Do you know what that comes from? Not a clue. This will make you maybe like them more. Uh, a Jerky Boys skit. So they. I'm he- not going to say that's not a saving grace, <laughs> but uh. So they heard a joke. A Jerky Boys, as we know, the Jerky Boys were this New York. Uh, shaped me as a person. Yeah, I could. I know though. I, I, you could tell that the Jerky Boys were this New York crank calling recording comedian group, and there was a skit where the guy was calling, and I guess he was pretending to be Spanish, and he was like, "Pablo, honey." And I think it's meant it's it's in the song. How do you do somewhere? Or I don't know. Um, okay, there you so, go. I learned something today. Yes. So that is Pablo Honey. And any final thoughts? My final thoughts are. I'm gonna interrupt you. Oh, okay. My, <laughs> my final thoughts are. I don't think there's any really great songs on this, but I don't think there's any bad songs. And. Um, I can see this song being put on a long drive, Ugh. and if you had to listen to it all the way through, I would be like, this is a good album. Like, if you're 
driving somewhere would be good. Yeah, I'm not going to say the same thing. Uh, clearly, I've been pretty negative uh, so far. I kind of feel bad about that. Uh, however, we have a long road ahead of us, and I will not be putting this album on on that drive. Okay. All right, Jake, thanks so much. The next album we're going to do is going to be The Benz, and that'll be in the next episode. And there are nine albums, so hopefully we'll do nine episodes with a follow-up on the concert. So a 10, 10, 10 episode? 10 ep. Okay. When is the concert again? In like three weeks or like six weeks. Right. So. It, okay. All right, we can do it. We'll do it. All right. Bye. Bye.